0: Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com.
1: This week it's episode 161, and we're talking about URL passes. Uh,
0: we're actually coming to you today from a castle. We're a in a castle! Kent, which is a lovely surprise.
1: Um, <laughs> it, me- wasn't a surprise. <laughs> well, it wasn't a surprise to Craig. It was a surprise to me. Our friend had said, come and stay in my castle, and Craig just hadn't believed him. And he hadn't believed him to the extent that he didn't even tell me we were staying in a castle. He didn't even pass on that Tom said, yes, come and stay in my castle. But we showed up and he said, so, let's go to the castle. And I'm like, castle? And I said, oh, are you serious about the castle? (laughs) We are actually staying in the castle.
0: I think that's not an unreasonable assumption. I mean, you email someone that you met a couple of years ago and say, hey, we're passing through Belgium, do you want to meet up, you know, you know, you, shall we shall we come stay with you? They say, sure, come stay at my castle. You don't go it's when you say,
1: What? Do you really <laughs> yeah. stay in a castle? You don't say,
0: Yeah, sure, okay, I'll come and stay with you on your bridge or whatever. I'm far too cynical for that.
1: Well so yeah,
0: we've left uh, left Berlin and we're kicking around Belgium in the next few days we're heading up to Utrecht in the Netherlands and uh, catching up with more old friends and hopefully seeing Sherry Ott from yeah, awesome. briefcase to and ottsworld.com. So it'll be great to, uh, to catch up with her again.
1: Yeah, we've had a great time over the last week. We've met up with um, Benny, the Irish polyglot from fluentin 3 and also with some friends who have known from walking the West Highland Way and just from back home where we were working in New Zealand. And I also got to meet my imaginary friend Andreas. It was so exciting. We went to see him in, in Cologne where he lives. We just had lunch and it was fantastic. He is a real person. What do you know?
0: Yeah, right.
1: Look, you met him in person. You can't argue against him now. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible, and you can get a free audiobook of your choice at IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash audiobook. So they've given us this special deal. It's not available on the uh, on the homepage. So you go there, IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash audiobook, and there's over 75,000 books to choose from, which is... Uh, good thing when you are sitting on a train, which is mainly what we're talking about today.
1: Yes, today we're talking about URL passes, and we have actually done a podcast about this before. We did two, episode 22 and 23. Yep, yeah, and so,
0: episode 24, which is an interview with uh, an expert about URL passes.
1: That's right. So it was quite some time ago. It was back in the day when there were five-minute shows and we did full transcripts and everything. We do not do that anymore. And, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit longer and a little bit more detailed. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think
0: what we're going to do is start destroying those older episodes and just forwarding them to uh, to new ones, because some of them are really out of date, and they uh, don't want bad information <laughs> getting out there.
1: Yeah, like those ones are out of date now. I was looking back through the notes, and some of the information there is still good, and some of it's no longer valid, because it was three years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um yeah, if you want to see those notes, you better go look really quickly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's get on to it. Well, I think that trains are one of the best ways to go around Europe. Although there are more and more budget flights these days and air travel is a lot more affordable, if you want to explore, trains are the best ways. Because you can sit in the train, you can watch what's going on, you can listen to an audiobook or a podcast or something like that on your iPod, and you just see a lot more.
0: Yeah, I think also for short trips especially, um, if it's going to be, say, less than two hours, you're going to save so much time that you would have spent in airport security.
1: Oh, I think even mm. if it's five hours, because you've got the airport security, you've got getting to the airport, like if you live in London, getting to the airport can take up to an hour, and you've got to be there two hours in advance, and you've got to go through airport security, and you've got to wait for half an hour, and you've got to fly, and that's maybe an hour, and you've got to get through security, you've got to get your bag, and then you've got to get to the city centre, which is maybe another hour, so... Although the flight itself might only be an hour, all the faffing around on either side can take easily four hours.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, then we come down to cost, and it must be said that trains in Europe are becoming more expensive than flights with the, the rise and rise of budget airlines.
1: Although if you book a flight in advance, you get the cheap ones. If you try to do it at the last minute, it's not not so cheap.
0: Yeah, but that's the same for most uh, train tickets, um, especially in the UK, but even on continental Europe, you can often get discounts for booking in advance, booking in a group, mm-hmm. uh, being under 26, getting a locals kind of train card mm-hmm. that you pay for in advance, really depends on the country. This is true.
1: Well, I think this is where a URL pass comes in handy, because if you don't want to book all of your, t- all of your trips in advance, you just want to kind of go with the flow... A URL pass is a really good option. They aren't cheap, but they can save you a lot of time and effort and give you a lot of freedom.
0: So we should say that at the moment, we're travelling around in a URL pass. Uh, We've got 15 days of travel within uh, two calendar months. So we can just decide what days we want to travel, pitch up at the station. Uh, We write a little note in our ticket saying what date we're travelling on for Mm -hmm. when the conductors come around to check. And, um, yeah, we just sit down and get going on the train and
1: it's amazing yeah it's great and it means that we can just travel where we want to travel if you're just taking one or two long train trips during your european vacation you're probably best to just buy point-to-point tickets but if you want to see more of the continent or if you're exploring you know extensively then a eurail pass is a very good option
0: yeah i mean it used to be called a euro rail pass so unless it have, was still it then yeah you might have heard of it referred to as that but in general, it's a, it's a ticket that allows you train travel in Europe, and um, depending on which pass you buy, you get different kind of limitations. Some of them are set by region, and then you've got a certain amount of days that you can use it for. So shall we talk about the, the different ticket types?
1: Sure. Well, first of all, the region. You need to decide which region you're going to. If you're just going to one country, a one-country pass... Surprisingly, it's the one you want. (laughs) If you're going to a a bigger region, maybe two countries or three countries, you can choose between regional or a select pass. Regional passes usually just include two countries, although there's also one called Scandinavia, which is four, and Benelux is three. And you can also do Benelux plus Germany or something like that. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, Benelux is Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg.
1: Yeah, they're very small countries. So (laughs) for the purposes of the pass, they've been classed as just one country, Mm -hmm. even though they are very differently three. Yeah. Um, And so that's a regional pass. Select passes allow you to choose three, four or five countries that you can travel in. and They must be bordering.
0: Yeah, you can't get like a pass for Oslo and Spain and fly between them. Yeah, Norway and Spain and fly between them. They they have to be bordering on that pass. Yeah. Then there's the, the magic ticket, the global pass.
1: Yeah, that allows you to travel throughout the whole region. And it's great because that gives you the, the most flexibility. But um, be aware that not all European countries participate in the EURS scheme. Those that don't are mostly in Eastern Europe.
0: Mm. And Britain. And Britain. Yes. Yep. Which sucks. Yeah. So um, I think Ireland's on the scheme. Mm-hmm. but Northern, and Northern Ireland. Is, uh, Northern mm-hmm. Ireland as well. But um, okay, so the island of Great Britain. England, Scotland, Wales. Tough. So you also need to decide how long you're going to travel for. So most of the passes are so many days within so many months. It's usually two months. Yeah, so for example, you could have 6, 10, or 15 days of travel within two months. Um, But the global pass also has a continuous option, which means you run like mad and travel (laughs) every day to make it worthwhile. Um, So that was the first type of URL journey that we did back in 2000 and was it 2006 yeah it was 2006 it it was the mistakes we made on that url global journey that um inspired the indie travel podcast to begin
1: yes so that's a that's a continuous option you can travel every day within the validity of the pass which could be between 15 days and three months yeah wow imagine having a three-month global pass you really have to travel almost every day. <laughs> imagine having the a while. imagine having the money to
0: be able to pay for a three month continuous global pass.
1: Well, a three month pass <laughs> costs less than two one month passes. So, yeah. I mean, if you are going to be traveling a lot, then it's. It might be worthwhile. Yeah,
0: might work out, but yeah. But we, we
1: found to make it worthwhile, we had to use it every day of the validity of the pass, and we just, you know, we'd, we'd go to two or three cities every day, it was yeah. mental. It was.
0: We'd, we'd wake up somewhere, go out for breakfast, get on the train, go somewhere else for lunch, get back on the train after lunch, go somewhere else for dinner, yeah. and then sometimes sure. we'd overnight up to our next location for breakfast, yeah, and so then a train journey. So this time
1: we've got one of those um, 15 days within two months, so we have to choose which days we travel on, and it means we're traveling a lot. Slower, which is awesome. Yeah, and you also need to think about which class you'd like to travel in, and if you can give me discounts. So, if you're under twenty-six on the first day of your pass, you can buy a discounted second-class ticket. So, you have to travel in second class. Adults over twenty-six or twenty-six and over must buy a first-class ticket, which is more expensive, obviously, but it's quite nice. We're traveling first class since we're over twenty-six. And it's, it's very nice. I mean, we're really appreciating yeah, it. Yeah,
0: getting brought biscuits and uh, there's electricity in most of the trains we've been on, mm. so we're able to just plug in and uh, and get work done so we can actually enjoy the, the places we go to when we arrive, which That's is nice. True.
1: But I don't know if I would have chosen... I definitely wouldn't have chosen to travel first class if I had the option of paying less and travelling second That's class.
0: That's right. But once you're over 26, there's just no option.
1: You can also get a saver ticket if there's two or more of you travelling together. It means you do have to travel... Together all the time, but for couples, it's quite a good option. Mm. And if you're under 26 but you still want more luxury, you can just buy a first class adult or saver ticket.
0: Yeah. Now that saver ticket's the discount when you're travelling together, right?
1: Yeah. So it's first class, over 26, travelling together. Yeah. That's... There's no saver ticket for youth.
0: Okay. Youth. youth. I remember <laughs> being a youth.
1: It felt like, so, like so long ago. <laughs> so when you're choosing a ticket, you need to think about a few things. Firstly, destination and duration. So where are you travelling? And how long are the journeys between each place and how much they cost? I suggest you do a few searches on sites like oebb.at, which is the Austrian travel uh, train network, or bahn.de. that's B-A-H-N.de in Germany, which is the German one, um, to see how much the point-to-point tickets cost. So if you're looking at prices, you can't just look at oebb.at if you're looking at journeys between countries that don't include Austria. But if your trip journey goes through Austria, it should come up with the prices.
0: Yeah, and there's one site that we use that gives us a pretty good rough idea, which is jizdenka.cz. Um, C-Z. Mm-hmm. And um, there you can, on Jizdenka, it's J-I-S-D-E-N-K-A. J-I-Z. J-I-Z, sorry. Yeah, yeah D N K A uh, dot C-Z. And then you can look at international tickets from point to point mm-hmm. and get a get a price for them i'm not it's a rough
1: th- price i'm not I'm, sure it's not usually yeah. exact but it'll give you an idea and anyway.
0: it gives you a good idea so what i'd recommend if you're wondering about whether you buy your L ticket or you buy point to point is you sit down with a map and plan out where you think you're going to go um and put all of this in a spreadsheet from the city to the city from the city to the city from this city to the city then you um, find out how much your URL pass is. and Which will cover all of those things. It's normally pretty expensive, yep. But you find out the right URL pass for the time period and things like that that you're at. Plug that into your spreadsheet and then start researching your point-to-point tickets, starting with the biggest, most expensive journeys, mm-hmm. so the, the big, long international ones. Um, and then as soon as you see it clicking over... Um, you know that you're, you're going to be saving money getting the Eurail pass. If it's pretty 50-50, then you can kind of play it by ear or decide whether you want the freedom of just being able to buy point-to-point tickets or if you want the freedom of being able to do more travel um, without having to pay extra.
1: That's right. So make sure you work out how much the daily cost of your ticket is. So look at the total cost and divide it by the number of actual days you get. So if you've got a 15-day pass within two months... Divide the total price of the, of the ticket by 15, and then look at the price of the point-to-point tickets. If they're significantly more than this daily cost, you're definitely worth buying that ticket. Yeah, yeah. But if it's less than that or around the same, that's when you want to start thinking of other options. Sure. And one thing we
0: found this time that I don't think we realized last time is that the URL passes give you access on your travel days to a lot of local train networks and subways and even buses. And oh, uh, you buses. get all of that information in a, uh, in a booklet that comes with it that shows you for each country you're in what the what the bonuses are.
1: Yeah, you should definitely look at that because it's quite a, it quite often includes S-Bahn, which is suburban trains, but doesn't usually include the metro or the buses. So it's it's pretty much just for trains. I remember when we were in uh, Liechtenstein that time, and we had to catch a bus from where we were to the train station, and the bus was running late, and we weren't sure if we'd be able to get on the train. And so we had Swiss francs, which is the currency they use in Liechtenstein, and we had enough to catch the bus from there to Austria if we needed to, because we'd have to pay for the bus if we didn't catch the train. So we're on the bus waiting, hoping that it would go quickly, and the bus driver was trying to find out where we want to go. We want to go to the station called Post, it was the post office. And we said, post. He said, but it's closed. We're like, what, it's closed? The station is closed? And he said, it's closed, it's closed. We're like... Well, we need to go there anyway, and here's the money. He's like, no, no, no! And so we got there, and we're trying to indicate in our very, very bad German that we want to go to the post station in order to catch train. We're like, Zug, Zug! And he didn't understand. And then we arrived at the bus station, and the train was slowly pulling into the station. We're like, Zug! He's like, Ah! Go, run, run! So we ran off the bus and jumped on the train and it was wonderful and then we had to wait for two or three
0: minutes because the train wasn't scheduled to leave for another two or three minutes but you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah having, having the pass there pre-validated ready to go um, meant we got on the train I think if we had to run up to the platform and find out how to buy tickets we uh, would have been stuffed that's right so um, one other thing to think about, just going back to pricing, is um, if instead of doing a long overnight journey, um, you might be able to jump on a plane. Yep. So you might be able to look at Skyscanner or um, something like that and find a budget flight that's going to going to work for you and, and get you there that much faster.
1: Yeah, we're still using Skyscanner.net to look for budget flights. Yep. You can look at each individual um, website like com and easyjet.com com, but we prefer to look at the... The one that looks at all of the different um, airlines.
0: Yeah, and if you want to give us a tip for using Skyscanner, you can go to IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Skyscanner, and then we get a commission if you are if you buy anything through them.
1: That would be very nice. Yeah, we're traveling um, we're traveling on this Europass at the moment, and we we started in France and headed north, and we're going up to Scandinavia, but we also want to go to Spain. As you can imagine, Scandinavia in the north, Spain in the south, they're not very close, and to travel between Oslo and Valencia would take more than 24 hours, I think it's like 30 hours, so that would be at least two travel days on our pass. Instead of that, we've booked um, Ryanair flights, I think they cost us 30 euros each or something like that, which is less than a day's travel um, on the the pass, and it means we've got, it's so much faster, it's so much easier, it doesn't mean that we're booked into that, we can't change that, but it's... It's a good option for us because it means that we can get to where we want to go.
0: Yeah, it sure is. Um, now, if you're buying your pass, uh, you could use URL.com. They've been kind enough to give us these tickets. So we like them. We do like them. Yes. Big smiles. Thank you. Um, so URL.com is um, well, it's the official site, mm-hmm. first off. Um, so it's got all of the information straight from the URL organisation, and uh, you can just buy there. It's better to buy before you come to Europe, and one thing we haven't said yet is that URL passes are only available to people that aren't residents of Europe and half a dozen other countries that right. are kind of not okay. really Europe, but get classed in there. Yeah. Um, if you want
1: to travel like this and you're from Europe, you can travel by interrail. It's almost exactly the same, only... Different. Different. Slightly <laughs> slightly different passes, slightly different prices, but it's the same idea, you still have to fill in your tickets and yeah. all that
0: kind of thing. What you don't want to do is end up having to buy your URL pass from a station in Europe because you're gonna be paying about twenty percent more and that's a big chunk of change but when we're talking about the it, URL passes.
1: You didn't used to be able to do it. Yeah. So I mean, it's good. If you if you get to Europe and you haven't got your pass and you really want one, it still could be it's better for you. It could still save you money. So yeah, there that is that option. And they're you not available
0: at all stations, though. No, you
1: can't. And you can't get all of the options. Only, I think, there's about 15 that you can choose from. Okay. Um, but, you know, at least that option is there now. Yeah. Um, if you want to buy a ticket before you go home, before you leave home, you can quite often get it shipped to you for free. But if you're buying it in Europe and you want, you know, you want to get the 20% off um, discount by not buying it at the station, you can get it shipped to your hotel or something like that. But there's no free shipping. So I think it starts at twenty euros for shipping. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you're definitely better off buying it from home on your LDCOM and getting it sent to your house. Yep,
0: yeah, that sounds sounds very right. Well, if you're um you've got the pass what you need to do is take it to a ticket office in a station and get it validated before you get on a train. Don't make the mistake of getting on the train without validating it first. Yeah. So take it into a station, and you can do this at any station. doesn't have to be a main one, as long as there's a ticket office. Mm-hmm. So don't start in a small country town where there's only automated machines. Yes. Um, but then again, there's probably zero likelihood of anyone checking your ticket on that route but still get it validated at the office and then what you have to do if you've got a global pass for example um you have to write in the date of your journey in the bottom and there's a special format to do that which is really clearly explained so i don't think we need to uh to go through that here
1: that's right so if you've got a continuous pass you don't have to do anything else after you've got it validated if you've got a flexi pass you need to fill it in every day that you use it and make sure you fill it in correctly which is basically just date um so you know 17 and month Mhm. that's really easy make sure you don't make any mistakes because if you do you'll lose a travel day which would suck
0: yeah that would be terrible um so One of the advantages of using the pass is that you don't really have to plan that much. You can jump on almost any train, Mm -hmm. um, running at almost any time. And while you might not get a seat, you'll you'll be on the train and going where you want to go. So that's great. And um, the... Pass comes with a timetable as well, but we've kind of chucked that and prefer to use digital sources.
1: That's right. The, the timetable is sometimes wrong, like we were looking at a train from Berlin to Cologne, and it listed the wrong arrival time. We prefer to use OEBB.at for our timetable searches. Oh, there's also the SBB.ch, which is a Swiss one, or barn.de, which is the German one. They're all really good, um, and they all search the same information, so it's really useful.
0: Yeah. Now one thing you have to watch out for is extra fees, because even though you're paying um, a lot of money to get this pass, there are it doesn't cover absolutely everything. For example, there are private rail lines that aren't part of the URL, um, the URL group, and we encountered this in Switzerland yes, we when we were, I think about one hundred and eighty euros up a mountain before we <laughs> had to um, buy our ticket on the private rail line. Um, that was a real piss. And that was a shame, <laughs> a real shame, because that was our food and and bedding for the next few nights down the drain. Um, so the other extra fees you have to get might be if you're travelling um, between countries, and some of these trains need a reservation. You must reserve a seat. So there'll be a charge for that, and you need to pre-book it um, either online or at the station, and uh, that fee can range from just a couple of euros up to a reasonably significant amount. Yeah. I'm thinking about $10 maybe might be the highest reservation I've seen.
1: No, I've seen more than that. I mean, if you want to go by Eurostar, you can not you, you can use your ticket, but you, the, you, the reservation fees are like 150 euros. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think it really counts as buying, as using a ticket, so that's not worthwhile. But usually, yeah, three or four euros for a seat on a, on a train can be up to 20 euros if it's a really fast train. And if you're reserving a couch yet or a bed, that's could be between 20 and €40. Euros. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of international and overnight trains require you to, to reserve your space. Yeah, and
0: um, OEBB.80 makes this really clear on the searches that you run, because there's big, bold writing saying compulsory reservation needed. Yeah, that's um, really good. And so you have to kind of hold this in mind when you're doing your budgeting as well. You'll be doing lots of overnights and you want a couch yet. You'll be paying more. Yeah. Um, it's about you'll be the same as see... a hostel.
1: Yeah. So it, really you're deciding if you want to save time and be traveling overnight or if you'd prefer to take your time and stay in a hostel. Yeah.
0: Um, and then looking out for these reserve seats as well to to add in, I'd say maybe an average of €5 Euros would give you a rough idea. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, it won't be exact and if the cost of your point to points and your URL passes just a few Euros you might want to dig into it further. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it gives you gives you enough of an idea to to move forward with.
1: Yeah, and also bear in mind that the trains that require you have a reservation, you don't have to take them. You can almost always find an alternative way to go. It'll take you longer, but it will be free. Yeah. So for example, we're going to Utrecht tomorrow. And I think we had the option of taking one of these compulsory reservation um, trains for one leg of the journey. And we'd have to pay this reservation fee just for one hour. Or we can take half an hour longer to get there and not pay any fees. Yeah,
0: and the difference between a one-hour trip and a a one-and-a-half-hour trip is not going to eat into our schedule
1: yeah, for any a two, serious
0: amount of time. It's
1: a two-and-a-half-hour trip or a three-hour trip. So yeah. it's even better. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the major benefits of the URL pass is you don't have to wait in line to buy tickets. And so not having to pay a reservation fee isn't just about saving the money. It's also about not having to go to the ticket office. Mm. So...
0: Yeah, I love just being in a hop-on, hop-off, and we've got our 15 days of travel, and we roughly know when we're going to use them, mm-hmm. but we've got a couple of days up our sleeve, so if we hear about something and want to go off on an interesting day trip, yeah. we just we sort of- jump on a train in the morning and jump on a train back in the evening, which is which is great. Um, so just wrapping up, a word of warning, I think, is that if I've spoken to people who bought a URL pass and then were so Angry because they spent so much on the Eurail Pass and then they travelled in countries like Greece, where yes. train travellers next to nothing, or mm-hmm. Italy, where it's also really cheap. Um, I mean, the Eurail passes that we've got are worth about it's somewhere between eight hundred and nine hundred euros each for these adult fifteen day in, um, in five month and uh, two month tickets which is a lot of money. I think it's about the same in U.S. dollars right now. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's within a couple of percent. So we're looking at almost a thousand U.S. dollars um, for these tickets. And it's really expensive. But we're traveling in Switzerland, Germany... Belgium, mm-hmm. the Netherlands Scandinavia, which are some of the most expensive countries in the world when it comes to, to transport so wouldn't it matter if we were catching a bus or taking a train um, the, the, we're paying for the pass every time we, we get, on a, uh, get on a train it's crazy, I mean our journey from Belgium to Cologne and then Cologne to Ghent,
1: how much did we work
0: that out as?
1: From Berlin to Ghent, all that would cost more than, would have cost more than two hundred euros first class, and about one hundred and sixty second class, uh-huh. and that's so much cheaper. Yeah, it, I mean the pass is so much cheaper than that.
0: Yeah, so um, so yeah, if if you're going to be travelling around Italy for a month, really look at the costs of your trips because some of them might be a few hours and only cost you twenty euros. This is true. Um, but if you're crossing over into Switzerland, that a 20-minute trip could cost you 50 euros.
1: Yeah, so. You really do need to consider what you're doing. I mean, it's the best thing in the world for people traveling in Western and Northern Europe, especially Switzerland, Germany, and Scandinavia. But if you're traveling mostly in Greece or Italy or Eastern European countries, not so great. Yeah. You might want to consider, if you're doing a big trip, buying your pass for part of your trip, and then buying point-to-point tickets for the other half of your trip. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just be flexible and consider your options. And don't just buy a big pass because you think it will cover everything buy the smallest pass you need and then go from there yeah
0: well i want to say thanks to our url.com for uh, giving the giving us these passes and i also want to thank vouchercodes.co.uk ralphvelasco.com and artofsolotravel.com of com for sponsoring our facebook competition this month
1: yes thank you very much we've got some awesome prizes on there so if you haven't already entered or been to facebook.com forward slash travel and had a look at the photos, you should definitely do that.
0: Yeah, we're just coming into the last week now, so um, if you don't want to enter, then come to the site and click like or leave a comment on your favourite photos, because we'll be using that, like what photos people say they like, as part of the judging criteria to let someone win um, 100 bucks worth of Marriott vouchers and uh, books from Ralph Velasco and Art of Solo Travel. So
1: don't forget that you can get a free audiobook download from Audible.com um, just for you guys, the listeners of any travel podcast. So it comes with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out this service.
0: Yeah, um, if you don't like it, of course you can cancel, and if you do, of course you can continue. But you do get a free book of your choice from their 75,000 by visiting IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash audiobook. Audiobook, perfect for trains. Love it. Yes, actually, they're <laughs> wonderful.
1: I mean, I really like being on a train and just listen to music or a podcast or an audiobook because it means you're not looking down, you're not missing the scenery, and you're enjoying being in Europe. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, but you're more likely to listen to something in Spanish these days.
1: So, what? <laughs> what are you want to say?
0: <laughs> nothing, nothing. Uh, I guess we should say goodbye because we've run over time. So until next week, travel well.